Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. You may be wondering why I'm talking about Christmas in July. My first response is that right now, I am actually talking about Christmas in December. This episode is being recorded at the end of the year and scheduled to be released when the weather is warm. You see, what I'm about to suggest may not be received too well if people hear it in the middle of the holiday season. And what am I suggesting? That you don't do Christmas like everyone else. Don't do is not a command because such authority does not rest with me. It is a suggestion, and I hope to prove the validity of that suggestion in what follows. Point number one, don't do Christmas like everyone else. That does not mean don't do Christmas. Here, what I am not suggesting is throwing everything to do with the Christmas holiday in the trash can. Truly, there is nothing neither sinful nor immoral about celebrating the birth of the Messiah. What I am suggesting is that how we celebrate Christmas should change. It should change so that we bring God back into our traditions, so that Jesus is not off to the side, but front and center. Why do we celebrate Christmas in the first place? We celebrate Christmas to commemorate the greatest event in the history of humankind, the birth of Jesus Christ, the Savior of humankind. He is the greatest treasure in the world, and we celebrate the birthday of the God-man who brought peace in between God and man. Hence, if you're looking for something fantastic, spectacular, magical, or otherworldly to animate the holidays, you don't have to look anywhere other than the Bible. There, you will find the true historical narrative about the virgin birth, Christ's miracles, the cross, and the resurrection. That's all not a myth, it's fact, and the greatest story ever told. Not doing Christmas like everyone else, therefore, does not mean doing less of anything. It means getting rid of second-rate secular substitutes and focusing more on Christ, the real reason why we celebrate Christmas in the first place. 2. Don't do Christmas like everyone else. That means leaving Santa out of it. So let's think about this logically. Jesus is the savior of all humankind. He was born of a virgin and is God in the flesh. He offers the free gift of eternal life to all who have faith in him. The only thing you have to do is believe. Jesus is real and died on a real cross and really rose from the dead. Santa is a myth. He works no miracles, is morbidly obese, and lives with elves in a cold, frigid, inhospitable place. He flies around once a year and only gives gifts to children who meet performance requirements. When Santa presumably comes back next year, maybe his belly will be bigger and he'll drop a lump of coal in your stocking if you've been naughty. When Jesus eventually comes back, he will come in glory and reign as cosmic king over all the earth. When you think about it like that, Santa seems ridiculous, and that's because he is ridiculous. So how did Santa ever supplant Jesus as the object of attention during the Christmas season? There are a few reasons. One is that a Christ-less Christmas is attractive to secular culture, and the focus on gifting drives people to spend lots and lots of money. Ultimately, Santa is good for business. 
Regardless, don't do Christmas like everyone else. My suggestion is this. Leave Santa out of it. Leave out decorations that look like him and leave him out of conversations. For all the parents listening, the one thing you should not do is lie to your children and pretend as if Santa's real. He's not, and it would be dishonest to suggest otherwise to your children. Exodus 20.16 explicitly says, Do not bear false witness. Colossians 3.9 says, Do not lie to one another. Speaking as a father of two boys, common sense tells all parents that there are certain truths that you will purposely conceal from your children. For example, if mommy and daddy are fighting or if there is a financial problem. That's not lying, it's just withholding some truth to protect the children. So if parents willfully act to protect children, then why would we purposely act and lie to them? Why would we even pretend for a season that Santa is real? As Christians, we cannot tell our children things like, tell the truth, and then push forward a myth as fact. It would make life far simpler just to leave Santa out of the equation. This means that if your children are really young, you never start telling them about Santa in the first place. If they are old enough to know something about Santa, then you simply tell them the honest truth that the myth is not a reality. Instead of talking about Santa, why not educate your children on the real, transformative, awe-inspiring story of Jesus instead? Of course, I say all of this not to suggest that there is something wrong with fiction in the life of a child. Fiction can be wonderful when it dresses up like fiction. There is a problem if we tell our children a fairy tale is real. 3. Don't do Christmas like everyone else. That means leaving the gifts out of it. This suggestion is not a total ban on giving gifts. After all, there is nothing unbiblical about gift-giving in general. The reason why we have Jesus is because God loved and therefore gave, John 3.16. Jesus then gave his life as a ransom for many, Mark 10.45. God gifts us with a host of spiritual gifts, 1 Corinthians 12.8-10, and God loves the cheerful giver. 2 Corinthians 9.7 Leaving the gifts out of it therefore implies not gifting in a way that reflects cultural norms or expectations. Certainly, once we begin gifting because we feel as if we have to, then that robs the act of its authenticity. Instead of gifting in a way that reflects culture's character, we gift in a way that reflects Christ's character. This way, our abundant joy in Christ overflows in our gifting to others. Seen with this biblical lens, Christmas becomes more about giving than about getting. Now with all of that being said, here is a challenge that I would like to issue to all the adults. Tell all of the other adults who normally give you gifts at Christmas to stop. Promise that you will respond in kind. Tell your spouse to stop. Promise that you will not get them any gifts. Make a commitment not to do any shopping on Black Friday or Cyber Monday. Don't think of the day after Thanksgiving as the day the buying season begins. What I'm saying is, leave the gifts out of it. As I mentioned at the top, Christmas celebrates the birth of Jesus Christ. In order for Jesus to be born, he first incarnated. 
This simply means God remained who he was, God, and then became something he was not, a man. As Philippians 2.7 tells us, God had to empty himself to become a person. God had to empty himself knowing that his incarnation would ultimately lead to the cross. God purposely came and lived so that he could die for the elect. God died so that the elect could live. When we now consider Christ's self-sacrifice for others, why would the holiday that celebrates his birth be consumed with excessive consumption and overindulgence? The culture will not change overnight, but the means by which things change start with one person. It begins with one person making purposeful effort toward change. In this case, it means individual Christians taking Christmas back from culture at large and making Christmas what it actually is, radically Christian. It means not only leaving the gifts out of it, but also giving of yourself for someone else's sakes. How that plays out in your reality will look markedly different contingent upon your contextual location, but here are a few ideas. First, sacrifice your money. Calculate how much money you intend to spend on gifts. Now, take that money and donate an extra tithe or donate to a local charity that is having meaningful impact. Second, sacrifice your time and serve in an organization in your community that houses orphans, feeds widows, or provides services to the poor. Third, sacrifice your talents. If you make things, consider giving some away. If you do things, consider doing the service for free for someone in need. Fourth, sacrifice your reputation. Maybe some family and friends will speak negatively about you because you are leaving the gifts out. That's okay because Christ already showed you how to walk the road of godly unpopularity. Beloved, in the end, Christmas is a holiday celebrated all around the world by diverse people, Christians and non-Christians alike. We never have control over how other people respond, but we do have control over how we respond. As we look ahead to December, let us commit not to do Christmas like everyone else. Let us commit to do Christmas like we are radically Christian and make the holiday about spreading the light of Christ to those around us. 2,000 years ago, when Christ was born, the world finally got to see the Son of the Most High. God found us where we were in order to show us the way to the Father. That way, of course, was Christ himself. Let us then do Christmas like God did Christmas and reflect Christ's light in thought, word, action, and behavior. Thank you for listening. For more valuable resources, including a bookstore and online Bible study, visit wcsk.org.